0: Hello, everybody. It's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. Happy Monday. So I do get a lot of, um, you know, pings and emails about, you know, where's the market going and this and that. And I always, I always, you know, laugh to myself because how the hell do I know, right? I mean, I don't know any more than what you see yourselves. So I think they're asking like opinions or what's my feel or is there something special that I use? And the answer is no, you know. Price is the price for everybody, you know, same for me, same for anyone just starting out, same for Paul Tudor Jones, for God's sake. So what you want to look for, though, in this rotational, I don't want to call it a correction, but you're definitely seeing money rotate from one name to another. My sense of, it's like relationships, right? My sense of trust in some of the names that have gotten smashed has, is you know, just not there. Um, Normally, I'm long gone uh, from these names. So I don't get married to them and and hope that they're going to be the ones that bring you back to profitability or to swell your equity and surge it again. Like once the names start breaking down and take out support, it really doesn't say much about the company fundamentally or who's running it, but it says a lot about the chart getting destroyed. And I don't care what stock it is, if the chart is destroyed, then you have to stay away, right? Um, I think folks learned the hard way the past couple weeks that if you try to trade inside of a trading range and you're going to buy the dip down to support, sometimes the dip keeps going. And then you're handcuffed to a corpse, especially if you're buying a full position, you know, right away, which I do not advocate uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. One to make a market call like that where you just step in and buy one risk unit is ego talking in a lot of ways. Um, But anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked into that. The the momentum of names, we've spoken about this before on the show, is like you have to be diversified. I don't think you need 30 names, but you need somewhere between 2 to 10 anyway to focus. You don't want to have you're not trying to add color to your palette just for the sake of adding color i mean diversification absolutely matters if for no other reason that you need money management rules for your trading um which is where i think actually you make your money is right position sizing money management rules as you know the entries and exits are fungible as far as i'm concerned in a lot of ways um But the caution you want to have here is that what made you money the past two years might not be what makes you money unless, of course, you've sold them short. Um, So you have to be very promiscuous with your thought. You have to be able to let go of the things that have uh, made you money. In other words, you have to be disloyal. The minute you start feeling strong feelings for something, you have to recognize, and I wrote this in the book, that these aren't women. I'm not falling in love with them. And so, if you find yourself in this spot where there's a sector, ro- <coughs> excuse me, a sector rotation, and you're going into drawdown, you know we have evidence from back testing that it might make sense to actually puke out your whole portfolio, even though no stops were hit for any one particular name, because you can see momentum stall across your portfolio. And this is a bit of an advanced topic for some of you, perhaps, but if you're watching the momentum or your equity curve, right, which you should all be trading your equity curve you're looking at you know pullbacks. So say for example you have five or six names in your portfolio and each one is down two percent and you're using a seven percent stop, you could also employ a more macro rule and you know put a stop on your equity at the portfolio level. So just like you would say to yourself, I don't want to have any month where I'm down say five or ten percent in my performance. So if I'm down seven, eight, I'm gonna cut my sizes way down to almost nothing, be true to the system, take my sig- signals, but when I'm in drawdown, my, my overlay, my trading style is not amenable with what the market's showing me, so I could either bull through it and take it in the teeth and invite big drawdowns, or I could step back, surrender a little bit and say, okay, this market environment is not conducive to my style of trading, so the best thing I can do besides sitting on my hands and not taking any signals, which I don't typically advocate, you trade much smaller. So with that same mindset of controlling how big the drawdown gets, you can still use that same methodology when you're making money. And if you have names in your portfolio and you have open trade equity that shows that you're up, you know, who knows anything from, you know, depending on your style and your time frame, I mean, whatever, 2% to 10% of when I say open trade equity, I just mean everything added up, but uh, a large chunk of it being unrealized gains. You know, you can say, "Okay, I'm up I'm up 6% on everything right now." And sure I have my stops. I have six different protective stops if I have six different names in my portfolio. But the worst thing can happen is you let, you know, 7% of unrealized gains go back down to 2 without doing anything, right? So one thing you can do to be proactive is to say, although no particular name might get stopped out, I'm going to harvest up and puke out the whole portfolio if I get down to, say, 5.2%. That's a very dynamic situation because you're, you know, you're in the middle of your trading day, and some, some trading platforms allow you to trade a basket, in which case you hit a button or you have an ASCII file. I don't want to get into it now, but it is possible to enter uh, a single order in which case you're moving five or six names at the same time, right? Um, So you can enter batches. The point being is that you can be very, very proactive in measuring your equity. You could also cut your position substantially from a half to say three quarters and trim down, all right? Um, Just don't be flat-footed in as much that you think it can't happen to you because these names have recovered in the past. You know, it's, I don't want to sound like Dr. Seuss, but at the end of the day, those types of pullback systems work until they don't work anymore. And all you need is that one blast, you know, to think that it's going to be different and it trades down to support. And then you're like, okay, this is where I buy the dip. You know, we're not in that type of market environment right now. Now, only you know what's best in terms of putting on discretionary trades, but I think at the point of, if you're watching your equity curve, that's the truth. You can't intuit anything other than or come up with any other fundamental opinion about where you think the market's going to go for the rest of the month of March. You have to remember that humans are horrible at prediction. So you have to include yourself in that group of people as well. And the only thing that you can do in the ever-evolving moment of right now is protect your capital. And when the winners take off, you'll make money for reasons that you can't even fathom, right? But good names are getting hit because people are in fear. If rates are going higher, um, they're going to be very reticent to put new capital to work. Stimulus checks, I don't have a sense that small-time retail folks are going to take stimulus checks and go throwing money into the market without any trading plan. Remember, Reddit for all the stuff that it does do well is not a trading edge, right? So you still need to be able to express alpha in what you do. And a good chunk of that is going to be having a good sense of timing to know when the market's getting soft. And if the market gets soft, owning stocks is the last thing that you want to do, certainly in the normal position sizing. So if you haven't already done it, this would be a really good time to take a look at you know, your history and see what happens. What happens in March of 2000 in NASDAQ? What did those chart patterns look like? Because there were a million darlings right now. And to be frank, they don't even exist anymore. The only internet da- darling that still exists, we, we beat up on it all the time. Because it's like the drunk uncle of the business is Cisco. Um, other than that, Vertical Net, CMGI, Siebel Systems, like... <laughs> That's why you can't trust magazine covers right because it's not about helping you make money it's about getting you hyped up that you need that information so you buy the magazine the magazine's in the business of advertising it's not necessarily in the business of coming up with good stock picks so um focus on your own efforts don't worry about what other people are doing and don't look for that emotional comfort because someone big and famous is buying or holding on if some of those folks who have made quite a bit of money in industry and have 10 to 10 million to a billion dollars of net worth, they could take a smashing on some of these names and their quality of life will not change whatsoever. So if you have a smaller portfolio and you're following the advice of some of these, I don't even want to call them gurus, they're just people who are big mouths who, you know, always have an answer when a microphone is stuck to their face, you know, I don't think they know their ass is from a hole in the ground, to be frank with you, in terms of managing risk. Many, many people are going to lose a lot of money if they follow these folks in and around the Reddit thing and, and all that. So you have to protect your capital. Remember, your job is to play superior defense. I don't care if you're bent for election going at 200 miles an hour when you do trade. The minute you smell smoke, you have to presume it's a five alarm fire because preserving your capital is your job. That's the one thing that's never spoken about. So why do you think so many retail traders fail? It's because they're constantly looking for the next big deal, the next big idea. They have dollar signs in their eyeballs, uh, if you follow the caricature. But professionals are always sleeping with one foot on the floor, even when things seem totally calm because there's always a blind spot. There's always a new way to lose money for reasons that you couldn't foresee. So the goal here is not to try to get cute and buy pullbacks. That's the last thing that you want to do. You do not buy weakness because weakness can get weaker, right? Until it gets to the weakest point. And the last thing you want to be doing is owning stock when the market's continually getting weak. So do everything you can to protect your capital because the markets will turn. They will solidify one day. I don't know when, right? I don't care when. All I need to know is that they will. And when they do, you'll be plush with cash and a track record that's not, you know, stuck in a gigantic drawdown. You won't be, I don't know if it was Kramer or Arthur Cashin that said something about being handcuffed to a corpse. I don't care how good the name is. You don't want to be finding yourself you know, long Tesla at 850 and having the thing trade down to 540. I mean, that is not trading, right? That is, that is I don't have a clue of what I'm doing. And now I'm in the hope methodology of when the thing's going to come back, right? You don't want that. You want to have a clear head. When you puke out your losers, you have a clear head and you have more money in your account. You see, and i don't like i'm not saying to quit i'm saying you need to play superior defense if that's what your that's where your head is i don't care if you're running 150 million or 150k your job always is if you're a trader and not an investment advisor your job is to play superior defense and that's a huge determining factor as to whether or not you're actually a trader or an investment advisor traders have bona fide exit plans for everything that they do and they oftentimes have those set up before they even add the risk to the portfolio is where are we in, how much, and when are we out. And those are black and white rules. It has nothing to do with the love of the company. The minute you start feeling affection for companies that are going to change the world, you've lost your objectivity. Because the reality is, is you don't know what's going to change the world. No one knows that until after the fact. And that's that's the way it works. If you believe in anything else, you probably follow horoscopes and other types of things that are full of you know, conjecture. Anyway, that's all I have for you today, this Monday. hope it's a great day. If you'd like a free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, you can get it at Martin Chronicle for free. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.